Hello. Before the episode officially starts, I just wanted to let you know that due to a technical issue, the following interview was recorded at two separate times. You may notice some audio differences, and co-host Mike Cruder was unable to reattend for the second half. Sorry about that. Hello and welcome to the Whispers in the Dark podcast, episode 88. Today is a very special episode. It's going to act as a interview slash spoiler cast for the recently released Soma. I'm joined by Nicholas Quiggle. Hello. And Mike Cruder. Hello. And our guest, Thomas Grip. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thanks. How are you? We're all pretty good, I think. We're very excited about finally talking about this game with you. It's one of my favorite games of the year. Probably going to be our horror game of the year, hopefully. We'll see what the rest of the staff votes on. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> so we're going to preface the uh, actual spoiler cast discussion and story with uh, some community questions from the website. Hmm? Someone asked a very basic question, uh, which I think will apply because I'm sure a lot of people are interested. With Soma being released on the PS4, is there any chance you guys might revisit your past titles for a re-release? Yeah, we're looking into it. Uh, there, oh. There's a bit of because now we have an engine running on PS4. We we were sort of looking into how easy it is to port it, to, um, but we haven't really decided yet. We have to look into a bit how, how what sort of problems might arise. So there's always the chance of, uh, you know, something that you thought would be really easy it turns out to be uh, uh, something that's very very time consuming. So we're we're looking into it. We'll we'll make an announcement when we know. <laughs> Oh, very interesting. Would you guys do more of a remaster or straight port? We have to see. <laughs> That's okay. sort of also what we're looking into. So we'll see when it ha- you know when it happens. That sounds awesome. Nick, do you have any questions from the community that you want to bring up? Soma scaled down interaction even more compared to Amnesia and Penumbra. Uh, example, given the item menu and no the lamp oil management, is this a path to continue or do you consider something more gameplay oriented in the future? Uh, well, it's it's a bit of a leading question. I don't think we <laughs> we, we, we scale down on that lot on an interaction as us. I think what we what we scaled down on was was specific kinds of management mm-hmm. duties that that sort of the inventory went out the window and the sort of tinderbox and stuff like that. We went a little bit. Um, Away from the survival and survival horror, um, whereas we we had a ton of it in Phenomena, a little bit less of it in in uh, in, in Amnesia, and then we discarded most of it uh, for, for Soma. And why why we we did this was that we wanted to bring out other stuff instead, and we didn't want the player to be preoccupied too much with uh, thinking about managing uh, their tinderbox, uh, how many tinderboxes they have, or their light, light uh, um, lamp oil and stuff like that, um, and wanted them to to bring focus on other stuff instead. Um, but that said, so, so so how are we thinking about the future and? The problem, as as I see it now, with the the, the horror genre, is that, and 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 we sort of got hit by this, but with Soma as well, is that the the whole encounters are becoming very similar across a lot of games, and the problem with that is not because if you have a shooter, you always have sort of a fun core in that it's fun to shoot people at least most of us think so um but but for a horror game you're just hiding and and there's a lot of boring activities that go along with that just staring at a wall for instance and 
this has sort of people who have played many games, at least a bunch of them, is is growing a bit tired of that, and it's it's losing its edge a bit. I think it's almost started losing its edge when we made Amnesia. To be totally honest, um, five years later is not going to be better. So it feels like the, the the path we want to go is to see. Okay, so so now we've done run and hide. What what are the other interactions, or or, or not interaction? I'd say what are the other interesting scenarios that you can do in a horror setting where the player is perhaps a little bit more active and where other interesting stuff happens. So we're we're totally gonna go and 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 uh, mess about a little bit more what you can do in, in a systemic standpoint uh, in, in horror games and we we have a bunch of um ideas that we have to see how how it pans out so so not i'm sort of asking what i think the question was instead of answering the uh, the, the literal question yeah it did seem like it was more of a do are you streamlining for a specific reason question that yeah. came from Duskamaru. uh mike do you have a question uh, I was just going to add to what we were just mm-hmm. talking about. Even when you're hiding, um, there were some pretty nice places where you could kind of focus on the place you're hiding. In the Curie, when I uh, had to run up to next to the console where the captain was, uh, that was playing the recording of the captain, and I was waiting for the monster to pass by me, I um, started copying the Morse code that was in there. <laughs> that was a real. That was a really nice touch, actually. It was I write that it was sending WAU full stop. Okay, cool. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> that must have been our sound sound guy. Says so I have to talk to him. Yes, I didn't know. <laughs> but, you know. That was a nice touch. I really like that. <laughs> but that's my. That's another. That brings up another point, though, that people um, that that problem people have with our games. So, so I'm, I'm unsure a bit because there's there's been a, I've I've had the monster encounters. So I'm sorry if I, if I might rant about it too, too much. Fine. I had had my monster encounters a lot of my minds because we we had a we had a very broad spectrum of what people thought about the monster encounters. It went from everything from you know they're all shit and the they should be thrown out of the game to they're awesome and like that's the best sort of horror uh, horror monster encounters I've, I've had in a in a game so it's a very wide spectrum and for, from your point of view like you, you were in some sort of bit where there was interesting story and you saw that as an opportunity whereas I know that other places saw that as, an, as, a, as a major annoyance that shit now I want to explore this I don't want to be terrified in a corner um, and, and, and while I have some juicy story bits lying around everywhere so, so there's there was a bit of a um, friction or a, a, an issue there between those two. Uh, that, that, that was very interesting, and 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 I, and I wasn't actually expecting it to be that much of a problem. I thought that would be something a sort of fun thing to the people the players had to juggle. But oh, do I mm-hmm. do I like stay here and explore more, or do I do, do I like just run past real quickly in order to escape the monster? Sort of. Uh, um, see what the, the, the choice they thought it would be more interesting, whereas for some people it turned out like that for us. For others, it didn't. Do you think so. a lot of that distributed to expectation from the fan base of your company, and they just expected Soma to be more like past titles despite not being within the same franchise, or just thought this game is going to be like Amnesia, and when they got into it, they saw that it wasn't exactly like that? 
Yeah, that's. I think that's a, a huge uh, thing that that uh, adds up to it all. Um, but and and I think that it had. I don't. I don't really. I think it also might have been like it's. It has been perhaps sort of double edged in certain ways. There are a lot of different ways it might have approached them because it might have been that people went in thought it was an amnesia game mm-hmm. and then started playing it and it like because it starts pretty slow and then you know it's a lot about just exploring the place until the monster encounters ramp up. And then the, the player uh, people were like, "Oh, it's not like Amnesia. It's more like you know an exploration game." Like, um, and then when the monsters come, like, shit! Now, now I'm used to the exploration. Why <laughs> monsters here? So, 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 and and then obviously there's the other. The other, on the other hand, there's people like, "Shit! This is oh, I'm just going around exploring. I want to shit my pants now. Well, why am I?" Why am I? Why am I not doing that? So, so, so yeah. Ex- expectation has been really, really hard to uh, to juggle and how to handle. Because on one hand, um, you want to use the amnesia game in order to get people interested in it, because Soma is a very hard game to promote. It's been very, very hard for us to promote it because there's nothing. There's nothing interesting, or there, there's very few things that I can go into deep death on prior that I could go prior to the release and and uh, to to uh, to uh, convince people that it was interesting because there's so much spoilery stuff yeah. most of the interesting things and so you want to rely on a name but but on the other hand the game is also very different from amnesia in many aspects so if if we like say uh, that oh from the makeshift of amnesia too much and just rely on that game they're going to go into the wrong expectations so we tried a little bit both ways. I'm not sure we probably could have uh, done it better, but um, it's very hard to judge, you know. (laughs) It's very easy to be clever in hindsight, but I'm unsure if uh, what would have been the best way to go about it. I just know it was hard to juggle it all. Anybody else? Anyone got a question from the community, or should we just jump on into game design? And I'm definitely itching to get to that, so... (laughs) (laughs) Nick? Um, Well, there is one that I was kind of going to ask anyway, but... It might be too early to have a real answer for this. Do you can do you consider continuing the story of the Soma universe? Black Dragon Seventeen asks. Um, we have to see a bit. I'm. I think that it's very self-contained, and I, I'm unsure. There, there are some interesting threads um, that you could like. There's uh, some destinies in the game that that are left to the unknown. But I'm I'm also wondering if it's might not be best to to, to leave them to the unknown. So so we, we haven't really decided. But we, we, we I I can also like we, we we're not gonna like. It's not the first thing that we thought that. Oh yeah, let's do more soma. Um, story, but we have to see. It, it might happen. Nothing decided yet. Yeah, you gotta have that Simon Says continuation. That's my my name for it. I yeah. <laughs> Before we jump into spoiler territory, so I guess uh, Mike, do you want to lead us off into the uh, spoiler cast section? Sure. So I think just going directly off of that, what CJ was about to say is about <laughs> Simon Two. Yes. Um, which which is what I've been calling the Simon that you first play as when you switch over to Simon Three at Omicron. Um. And you can choose to leave Simon 2 alive or not. That's one of the things that might be interesting to know what would happen to him if you leave him alive. But also yeah. is perfectly understandable that you might want to leave that ambiguous as well. Yeah, because the impact it had in the story was fairly significant. And it also feels bad that, you know, I, I'm not sure. It, a bit bad, it would have been fun to have statistics. I have no idea how many how many people killed him. Um <laughs> 
I, re- I really, I haven't really, I've checked a bit. Feels like most people, it feels like almost like a fifty-fifty one, but I'm very unsure. But um, then again, also, it's like, do we like if if we say that he lived, then might we lessen the choice that other people made? It feels weird to do a sequel on on, on some somebody who might have survived for certain people. Um, so, so I'm a bit wary on that. I mean, you you have the whole to go into super wow, super super, super spoiler territory. You, you have the whole choice about wow Indian, which would really change uh, how the story continues so, so you have you have possibly stuff with the arc and so on that you could do but we have to see a bit you could always do prequels of course also. oh yeah but, yeah but uh, but yeah I'm, I'm 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 a bit just just to be honest my sort of view in it is that i'm not very into sort of without sounding too rude but i'm not that into fan service type mm-hmm. stories I, for instance i didn't really like silent in three that tried to tie up a lot of the stuff from the first one and, and things like that and i'm i'm i don't really like those things I, i'd rather like if you just continue with the, the feel and just have something that's brand new um and it's fun perhaps to have sort of small stuff but i don't like basing so, so i'd rather like uh, do something new instead and base it on like similar themes and stuff like that. Uh, going off of the um, the options in the games, like there feels like there are not necessarily solid moral choices, but Simon can do things that feel like it can branch off. Were you guys originally considering alternate endings based on what Simon does, whether he kills somebody yeah. or he uses the WoW too much? Yeah, there there was a, a very early on and very early this uh, very early design. Design has changed so much um, over the years, but there there was there was an idea of him picking between two factions to join. So he'd. Um, uh, there, there was, there was once there were, was a choice whether you'd, whether you'd, you'd actually want to go and continue living digital or you want to go uh, living in the flesh, and, and we had a sort of flesh option where you like became human again, but it, but it was a very sort of horrible. <laughs> <laughs> under a human under the worst conditions possible where where you'd have to like question you know do i really like my meat this much that i i I'd, I'd rather live this and then in sort of some sort of abstract paradise so since so we had stuff like that but um the story changed and and and, and i'm i'm we felt like it, it it was better i'm 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 sort of one thing also that i am not fond of that we didn't Amnesia Dark Descent, I think now in hindsight, was, wasn't really the best of choices, is to have a, a major branch, uh, ending branch that, where you choose at the end. And, and it just feels like, oh yeah, I've gone through this game with tons and tons of choices and stuff I can do, and my outcome is determined during the last five minutes. So uh, that that doesn't really feel feels like uh, the the right thing to do. I think we had some other ideas where that it depended, like you you decided you could make choices during the game which aligned you um, t- towards or against one of the two factions. But it, it, it never panned out. That, that that was pretty early on. So 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 yeah, it, it never happened. I think it'd be neat to have some consequences to your actions, even if they aren't that major branches something like if you leave simon 2 alive maybe he comes back and punches out the, uh, <laughs> oh, the guy who's trying to get you to kill wow 
<laughs> there's Rust. always that um, just from a, the sign point of view is that branch we have some branching but the branching is, is mostly really local and it's it can be like a real mess to, to figure out we, we have some branching that I think no one really thinks about thinks about when you come to Lamna and there's tons of branching going on there because first choice you make is if you go to the lifeboat first or if you go to uh, inside Lamna first and meet Catherine mm-hmm. and those two are going to have differences in how the dialogue plays out and some of your options play out and then you're also going to have branching whether you get knocked down by the flesh or not and then there's all, all these sort of minor fleshes do you do you talk to Catherine first or do you put in the Omnitool first? So, so even there you have like three, two, three different choices and that leaves us with uh, um, eight different choices that you can make. So, so there's a ton of these sort of small things that are that are at, at various places in the game which makes it complicated enough to handle um, and, and because the, the, complica- the complications come um, because the game is, is very analog in nature in that you, you never have um and any cutscenes that take over um the where where you know would the player character is controlled um for for you for for a few seconds you normally have that in walking dead and stuff like that so so they can like do branching in a you know in in the pre production more whereas we can come across with weird shit popping up uh, um, very local to your choice that we never thought about. So, oh, yeah, but he said that. But then if the player, what if the player goes back and then back again? Oh, yeah, then we have to think about that. So so you have just just these very small changes can can lead to a tons and tons of work um just making all that work i know for the Catherine thing it just seems so very small when you when you meet her first but there's tons of uh, different ways where how it can go for instance we have events that have to occur they can occur whether you have started Catherine or not and they can occur whether you you've you you've been knocked down or not and and you know there's <laughs> there's a lot to, to to have in mind for for those sort of things that that, that makes it a bit uh, messy so so I'm sort of happy we we stayed we stayed away from any major branching yeah? because that, then we would have just drowned in work in that and we now we could focus on that sort of the the path that we had and made sure that that, that is as good as possible. You always had a you know you always have a sort of set amount of resources so you, there's always this tension between how you wanna how you want to spend them. So you said in earlier versions um, you could have chosen between factions. I wanted to ask. Is the game always focused on the type that type of horror, the psychological horror, the um, body horror type theme? Was that something you guys entered with in mind? Um, actually, I, I'm not sure if body horror more existential. existential horror. Right. Um, so, so more existential horror, and and actually, it didn't really. I, I wasn't sure, and we weren't sure. Uh, and the rest of the team was sure either. Um, if it was gonna be a horror at the very start, we started out as okay underwater horror. <laughs> And uh, with these sort of conscious uh, conscious themes of consciousness and self and stuff like that, and then uh, as we uh, went a bit further on, like half a year, year into the project, we're like, huh, could it be a little more mellow? You know, what 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 sort of music should should it be? In? And we even have, I know I was in some discussions. We should perhaps have Seeger Ruse, <laughs> you know, bands, <laughs> music like that in the background, and just you know. 
have it a, a different kind of pacing in it. So, so, so there is a lot of, of of that sort of thing happening, and then there was a lot of thinking of where where is our focus best put. So, and and but then it sort of slowly turned into more and more body horror. Okay. I know we ran, cranked that up quite a bit. <laughs> Would you say that perhaps the body horror can kind of be a symbol for the loss of humanity that goes around along with the existential horror? Yeah, it, it's basically just it comes for free because you wake up in a very weird in a very weird situation, and and your body is a very you know it's, it's consciousness is is defined by the mind body problem, um, and. Uh, you know that's 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 a very foundational thing for for and for for just about all philosophical conundrums that come with it. So so so, so yeah, that that we were gonna have some sort of body horror was almost a, a given. It just comes. It's just that it it became more and more of a focus. Um, there there were other sort of interesting things though. Um, it wasn't clear, for instance, that the player would have an organic body for, from very early on. Uh, even very earliest designs that the player was actually like a, a robot that was similar to the the K8 one that you have to you have a choice to to destroy <laughs> so you more like something like that that's from across in water we, we we quickly skipped it but I have some concept art with that actually <laughs> oh. so so there was a ton of that uh, sort of thinking so but then then it felt like uh, you you have to have a, a proper body I actually remember um, the sort of I was reading a book I can't recall it now but it was by a a guy called uh, Antonio Damasio, and he writes a lot on uh, on the brain and neurology. And uh, one of the things they said, yeah, we, we need we mostly think of our brains as sort of the, the organ that makes us us. And but but our body is a very sort of important part too because it's it's uh, constantly sending us signals that uh, um, make up a very large part of what it means to feel like us and. And, and and then to, uh, to to feel human as well. So so it just felt that no, we can't. We, you can't be a, like a cute robot. You have to be some sort of humanoid. And then we went from there. Where did the uh, idea of the continuity come in? Like the it's kind of presented as a I can't remember the exact character, but almost like a religious belief. It becomes a spiritual belief. This character that the continuity is a brief window in time when you can continue despite there being two instances of yourself uh, prior to the game coming out. Uh, Nick and Mike and I, we just talked about that. I was like, would you be okay with <laughs> dying? I'm like, but you're copying yourself, and there's two versions of you. Do you want to die immediately after that, or how is that going to affect your mental yeah, state it's, knowing? It, it's 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 a classical. Uh, it's, it's a classical uh, sort of philosophical problem with the, the teleportation problem, basically. That mm-hmm. you, if you, uh, um, if you, if you're, if you're okay to use a teleportation device that destroys you, and then you can start thinking about, okay, I, I'm, if you're okay with it happening, like if you're destroyed immediately, so how much lag between, mm-hmm. you know, you being teleported and they can even is a millisecond okay? It's like. A, half a second okay at what point do you draw the line and why and then it's a very hard question to ask um or to to uh, not to ask but a very hard question to answer and um and and, and it, again it's just a foundational thing and what i think is interesting and, and what i hope would come across is that you you're actually 
experiencing this problem like you're playing this problem because you actually wake up you, you've had a teleportation thing you, you've you've gone from the real simon who lives in toronto to becoming um simon 2 <laughs> i think mm. is the sort of official thing now yeah. we never <laughs> thought about them as, as one simon one two three never do, during development but it was really fun that it actually you know the, the nomenclature just, just popped up and like everyone uses when i check the the, the soma boards and our own boards and stuff like that's so really fun to see it those things just come 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 out on their own so but yeah it's a good thing to to speak about it then. all right so jumping off from the continuity discussion um we actually have a question from virtual hermit and they ask are the conscious minds on the arc able to choose death if they so wish can they fully erase themselves i'm assuming he was referring to the uh, questionnaire toward the end of the game which replicates the questionnaire you find oh, earlier in the game now that's a, that's a good question <laughs> um I I don't I don't know actually um uh, if if I um they might I mean there, there is a question there but but it's sort of unsaid so uh, um um I'm not sure they they have that actually we, 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 I I can't really say anything they might and they might not <laughs> <laughs> um the sort of the, the question there obviously implies that they have but 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 that that might just be a psychic evaluation thingy mm-hmm. so so they might might actually not so <laughs> sorry I I can't speak any give any more story details on that but it it might be it's an, it's an interesting um way to go about it if you if you allow euthanasia to go too well they might they might erase people you know if they if they start mis- <laughs> misbehaving <you know>? <laughs> um <clears throat> but it, but it's but it's an interesting if you can i mean if you if you can really see um everyone's because you could you could potentially have like a server program on, on on something like the arc and be able to see everyone that's on you know like really see each of their programs running you, you know would that would that remove a bit of the humanity and stuff like that we actually we actually had plans to be able to like simon should be able to see himself run i think that was in an early design but it never it never surfaced us remembered it now that we had something he should see his own mind working you know that's a sort of huh. weird thing you know see a pro ones and zeros just dribbling and you know you, you think that you sort of yeah, I'm, I'm just looking at this thinking I have free will, but I obviously can't because, you know, I'm all ones and zeros. So that was a sort of a idea from early on, but it never, never made it in. That's a lot of other stuff. So continue from that too. Uh, <laughs> in the middle of the game, Simon makes a choice. He has to decide what to do with Simon number two. Now, did you guys assume that players would all expect that toward the ending, the whole mission being we need to get in the arc, that Simon should expect that he's going to go through the same situation. But for some reason, the character does not recognize this. Did you guys consider that the player themselves would go, oh no, this is going to happen too, Simon, and just worry until they get to that point? Um, I, I can't recall, actually. Uh, not sure exactly what their expectations were. Um, but but I, I, I we, we sort of assumed, I think, that... Uh, some players would would would, uh, would know it, but but I think that still the realization is that uh, players will. I think that the the, uh, <clears throat> the thing we were going for was that uh, uh, players are going to assume that they're sort of heroes on on this journey and that uh, um, they will be the ones succeeding. So you know because mm-hmm. that's how stories go. You don't you don't just abruptly end stories. You know now the the hero is gonna be on his final mission, but you know 
end of story. You don't run out of footage. Bye bye. And so see, sort of, because jumping on the arc is this sort of, um, it is this sort of assumption that they're going to make because they, they've made two, the previous two friends for this for okay. So, so I think that, uh, yeah, so, so, so we sort of assumed that, that, that players, uh, um, would assume that that would be the case at, at that point too. But it depends a bit on how you've been thinking about it. There's a lot of these, um, things where in the game where, where you're, um, your thinking and analyzes or how you how you approach the situation is a lot based around um how much you've gathered from the story so far how much you thought about the subjects in mind and also sort of a lot of on what your sort of own beliefs are in, in certain cases so um so, so, so yeah it, it was it, we weren't sure that everyone was was going to do it we knew that uh, so, someone w- wouldn't but but it's still we still sort of went it, it's 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 designed with uh, that people at least should be surprised and dismayed mm-hmm. at, at learning this. I, I think very few people go, "Oh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, it's just going to be over for now." Well, but it was fun as long as it lasted. Um, so, so I think that very few went in on that. Then when it happened, I think that there were some who were deeply surprised, whereas some were, "Oh, I knew it all along." But I mm-hmm. sort of, I'm, I'm. I, thinking about it, I wonder if those who said, you know, I knew it all along, really thought this was going to happen. It was more like, you know, once it happened, they sort of understood it. But I'm sure that sitting in the chair, they expected it. Yeah, there's also the two points in the story where you win the coin toss, so to speak, and you play mm-hmm. as the continuing Simon rather than the one left behind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that could frame it as, oh, yeah, it won't be a problem. Yeah. Uh, so in the ending... Part of it is very sad, and the second part of it is very happy. Did you guys consider doing both from the beginning, or did you originally start off with just a sad or happy ending? Like, what is determined you going both ways, giving a piece of each? Yes, uh, the original design was always to have two endings. The mm-hmm. problem was how to do it. Um, so at first, we had one early version where there was a fake ending scene. So, so we have, or it's fake credit scenes. So, so we had, um, it, it, it was exactly like it was now, but we had a, a credit scene come on and then stop and rewind. And then we'd have another credit scene and later on. So, so, and, and there was a lot of, because there's really three scenes to the ending, so it's the um, it's before Simon launches is when he's on the arc, and it's when um, you see uh, the ship into space. And there was a lot of uh, um, it, there was a lot of uh, discussions exactly. I, I knew some of the team only wanted a few of these scenes, but but I was always adamant from the very get go that we should have all three. Um, so. The, the 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 problem was in what order in how how should they have when should we have a credit scene and how should it be so it was because the mood fluctuates a lot i mean um at the end of the first one it's it's super sad as you say then it's sort of happy but then it's sort of sad again when you see the the arc <laughs> orbiting the destroyed earth so it's it it it, it was a lot of uh thinking and, and discussions into how 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 the best would be and it's very hard to to know from from the get-go we had other sorts of um versions before we had a longer talk a discussion scene with Catherine. so so they sat down and talked for a few minutes um but that's 
I think the main argument with not having that was that um, our character models weren't good enough, so she didn't came out as like, you know, oh, shit, I'm stuck here with this creepy-looking Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) It was more that than, oh, you know, I'm so happy because this is real Catherine. If you just see her for a second, you don't think about it. But, you know, if you you stare at her for two minutes just, you know, with her facial expressions are not completely right, it it doesn't feel that good. So it felt like let's let's keep it short instead and and keep the player's imagination fill out the rest of the conversations. So, but but yeah, it it was it was quite a bit of uh, um, tinkering before we got to this ending. I saw something in the Steam forum, someone mentioned that perhaps Simon struggled with the concept of the copying because he himself was like an early copy. He was considered a flat copy before they, I guess before Catherine found the advanced version that the WoW allowed her to develop. Yeah, um, that's a good in- uh, theory. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say more than that. It's a good theory. But I think it's, it's left unsaid uh, on, on uh, how, how we pictured it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like the theories on the scene forms because they're bringing up some good points. So yeah. One of them, one yeah. of them was that uh, Catherine killed herself at at the end instead of just you know the Omni tool shutting down. Potentially, she killed herself. Maybe potentially inspired by all the people who did so themselves that believed in the continuity. Yeah. yeah. Would you think there's anything to that? Yeah, but but, but uh, uh, also, it's also one of the things that that are sort of left open on our part. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah. how you want to uh, how you want to. Uh, picture it so uh it's nothing i want to comment on say what's right because you know <laughs> you have to be ambiguous <laughs> but yeah both, but yeah both uh, both both ways work okay nick do you want to jump in on the miniseries house oh. oh yeah i noticed that the miniseries follows some uh different almost a different tone with how it handles the story there are some minor inconsistencies and stuff there i was wondering yeah we're just wondering how that Yes, there's a ton of uh, to talk to about uh, the miniseries, but but sort of the the the, the short answer is that it's it's not 100% canon. There's some characters that are mentioned in the game, um, and there are some events that doesn't really make sense, especially some yeah. of the designs and how Wow acts and so on. That that's that's not how how it, how it works in the game, and 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 so yeah, it's it's basically not canon. But um, it's sort of interesting how, how those things uh, come about because. One of the things with the summer project is that the um, yeah there's actually two things. So w- one is that um, the story has constantly evolved for Soma because um, as we I, I like to take an approach at story where you um, where you do not set it too early, but you sort of let the game play and let you know let the game dictate a bit on how how it wants the story to be. So there is constantly changes uh, all over the place, um, and and then you, you, we, this sort of stuff was already written in that script that had to be in, uh, and or was sort of quickly changed, and and and, and not everything made. Um, not everything fitted in tone and and so on. Then it was also that we weren't, uh, or this we, our writer was involved, um, but but I was not personally involved with uh, with with much of uh, the ministry thing because I, I simply didn't have time um, to get dig into it. So and, and especially when it comes to concepts design, we were not we we were not really involved at all. And it it was just because you know we I I can't handle Soma was enough to handle so they had to handle yeah. it on their own and then it was sort of their interpretation of certain happenings for instance how the law worked and so forth 
Right. So, so it's a bit of a boring answer, I guess, but <laughs> no, no, an yeah. alternate timeline or, you know, reality split or all of a sudden you do <laughs> wow's experiments. But no, so but it's, it's just the realities of how, uh, how how you have to manage work. Thomas, are you guys happy with the reception of the miniseries? Because I saw that, uh, I think it was assumed by fans that it was going to come out as like a, like a full-length one piece before yeah, the yeah before the game came out and then it came about a week later is that yeah, originally um, um I'm, 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 I'm sort of happy yeah <laughs> i don't really um uh, so I, 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 i'm afraid i can't really get get deeper into the, the miniseries stuff but um i'm, I'm sort of it's 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 it, it feels like uh, it feels like it's it's where the reception was uh, yeah. pretty good yes yeah, so yeah, I, I no like worries for me. Yeah. Will you guys do it again for future projects? Traps. I'm a bit sure. There's there's some interesting um, things in terms of doing transmedia stuff like that that I hadn't thought about. Um, for instance, just how hard it is to make sure um, to keep vision and, and stuff like that intact um, for, over over two different media, unless you like is really tyrannical in, in, in not tyrannical, but making sure that you, you have your finger in everything. Um, and and when doing the both at the same time, it would have been much easier to do it after the game because then you have a, a sort of blueprint. Um, now now it was on beforehand. Um, uh yeah but but no um i i i'm not sure i'm i'm not i'm not uh, it, it was rather some some parts was was a bit stressful for me and uh, and and and, and i kind of done uh, without it so, so someone's sure if i i want to do it again perhaps something smaller not not a mini series or anything like that <laughs> fair enough yeah that's fair yeah. uh so to talk about the wow um yeah during development of the story was it ever at one point ever going to be conscious or is it always going to be this ambiguous thing that just follows its programming it doesn't have it has a goal but doesn't necessarily have a concept of morality like with everything there is a bunch of different concepts so um wow started out i can't recall if it started out with a voice but um it's but 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 it but it had it had voice at one point in the game at least if mm. you if you check if you checked uh, we had we uploaded some footage and then it's a super secret folder um of of an was it vertical slice I think um <laughs> of the game and uh, and that had a vow that, that talked um and. and and the reason for it doing so is that we wanted it to because there's always a, a problem with doing. Uh, uh, sort of philosoph- uh, philosophical sci-fi, in that if you, you at some point you have to be do some sort of data dumping, be a little bit more explanatory than than, than just showing off visuals and stuff like that. You have to set the scenes in in, mm-hmm. in sort of in, in in more detailed terms than just you know and painting a uh, painting a pretty picture. So. So, so the idea was that WoW could uh, could could uh, could be that part, and it could, um, um, and and it could actually talk and give the the, the player some insight into stuff. So, so it actually talked a bit, um, but then it also had a different role. It was a bit more antagonistic at that point. But um, in in any case, it it's it talked at one point, and then we uh, we we 
pulled back so it didn't target all and then it actually could write stuff we had we had loading screens at the very early stage of the project where the wow um actually sort of spoke about its intentions with really? the, um with the project which was pretty sort of you know it, the whole idea was that it should be not you know very um computerized speech you know, or, or sort of language where it's basically just um rabbled up a, a bunch of data and um, but, but then it would like see humans in a different light and it would like okay define human you know a bunch of chemicals okay that's good you know now we have a hypothesis <laughs> let's let's work on that so um it was meant that it was ha- ha- have those those things and I, and and i thought it, the, the problem again um, we tested it. it. It felt so so. Um, and then we asked, uh, th- then we just figured that because we, um, we, we figured out that we could pretty easily, uh, with some other stuff that we had do, uh, um, see almost seamless transitions. So, so then we just went for that instead. And then, then the lo- when the loading text went, so went, uh, um, the wow thing. And I think that, um, it's sort of in the end, this was the, the best choice, but it was a lot of, uh, um, Thinking there, there, there is a good uh, um, a short story by Peter Watts called "The Things," where it's uh, the movie "The Thing," but seen from the monster's point of view, oh. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Um, so, um, so, 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 I has liked how it sort of you know because because then you get a sense of I, I, what I like about seeing things from an alien perspective is that you get a new you can view sort of normal things in a different way. So, so I was sort of, you, you know, hoping we, we could do some, get some of that thoughts into the player, but, uh, um, you know, you, you can't have everything you want in the game. Um, <laughs> and I think that the wow, um, as an antagonist, it, it worked nicely now because we had other side stuff that sort of, you know, other people talking about it, that, that built it up instead. Um, it's just, so, so I think it's, it's probably for the best how it ended up. Yeah. There were a lot of hints like, uh, Ross's documents and stuff like that. They were assuming that the wow was responsive, maybe even conscious. Uh, I think they said at one point in the game that, uh, I think it was Ross's death that it started to grieve him. Had someone interpreted the WoW's actions toward its uh, body as as grief. And oh, was... okay, call. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I was... that's an interpretation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just wondering, like, because um, that that gave me ideas. Like, did it actually feel something? For that person, or was it just like, oh, a dead body? I need to do something no, about it. No, um, <laughs> my thoughts on the WoW is basically that um, it's it's a program, and you can't really think about it in in human terms. And I guess that's also why it's um, from an atmosphere point of view, it's good that it didn't talk because then mm-hmm. it's. But but I guess but but it's sort of I'm, I'm I'm a bit sort of shit now. Now I start thinking about it because I'm I'm not sure um, what what is this because. Right now, the wow doesn't say anything, right. um, and, and 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 but then you might project feelings on it that, that it didn't have, and it mm-hmm. might have been more interesting to to let it go into its go into more depth on its thought processes a bit in order to get a grips on on, on what it is. But no, um, so what the wow is is that you, you have to think about the wow in in a little bit different terms than. Than what do what you nor- normally think? It's it's basically a, a machine that processes things, and 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 the way that it's 
it learns, you know, it, it has one directive, which is, you know, um, keep human uh, beings alive. And it just goes on that with, with the information that it has. And it, there's a good parallel, um, which another uh, philosopher, I'm not sure what you should call him, but um, but, but it, there's another guy who, who has a good analogy on it. There, there's there's one with, with the paperclip. So, so, so imagine a robot whose, whose entire... An, an entire sort of function is only to produce uh, paper clips. That, yeah. that all it does. It just likes producing paper clips. And then suppose that this computer gets uh, it gets super intelligence and you know can do whatever it wants here on Earth. And then then you 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 sort of the naive understanding is that with super intelligence, you know, oh, it's going to understand that human beings or you know have feelings and stuff like that. But it doesn't because it's in its world the best thing in life is paper clips that that's the most beautiful thing the only thing worth striving for and so it's just going to go out of way to make sure that everything is turned into paper clips like like every, you know it's, it sees a human as a collect as a potential bunch of paper clips and you know <laughs> obviously the best thing to do is to kill all humans and make them and turn them into paper clips and that's um, the thing with everything and 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 it's not that it's wrong either. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just that we humans, we, we value certain things because, you know, how how we work and how our society works and so forth. Um, those things are what matters. You know, it matters because someone dies because we all know that they sort of, um, or we assume that everyone has the sort of internal experience that, that, that um, we have. And we value that experience because, you know, that's how we're built. We value that. But, but, but you can't explain to paperclip robots but you know i have feelings you know it's just yeah but you know you, you could be so many perfectly you know <laughs> it, it really can't understand um how how that works so 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 the wow is is, is the same thing it's like okay so so what am what what is the best thing in life for for for, for wow it, it, it's is to keep humans alive um um and you know <clears throat> how do you keep them alive well you need to make sure that they don't die dying means that the heart stops means that you, you know the, the brain stops and, and it can that sort of thing it, it can it can postulate a certain hypothesis of what it means for for human to be alive and it, it could only be in its system is say that it monitors um that that people do certain things that monitor brain activity runner heart rate you know you have everyone has these black boxes so wow it's constantly fed information on everyone so it knows when someone is alive and when they're not so then 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 just going further further with that then th then when people start dying the, the the outside world is gone so obviously you know wow is in a uh, is, is, is in a is in a bad spot now so it needs to figure out how, how am i going to do this and, and and it just does it in whatever way it can so it's like oh yeah you know i i could always like scan people's brains and just you know that's that's a living person right that's a human living i'm just gonna put that error you know that's good um it doesn't really think about what's good quality of life and and, and then you could even think about that and you could say okay so, so 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 people need to feel happy as well yeah, yeah okay how do you need, feel happy well you know it's there's 
it's a certain brain pattern when they feel happy. So okay, I'm just gonna put them in boxes and then you know, or, or raise their corpses or whatever, raise them from the dead, and and you know just pump them full of feel good stuff. Um, that's an okay thing. So 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 that's more how how it works. Um, it doesn't really you can't really think about it as a human. You know, think about the human with the power of wow. You need to think of it, it comes from a completely different direction and how it view, views the world. And that's also why I sort of, even now I think it's probably for the best, I can sort of be a bit, you know, oh, you know, it would be cool to, to like, to, to have a little bit about uh, about <laughs> how that works in a little bit more more detail um, and, and, and that sort of stuff. But, you know, you, you can only fit so much into a game and you yeah. have to make everything work into a consistent whole. So uh, there's always that. It's actually just 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 a quick rant. And, and it was a very hard project at the beginning of, of Soma to just figure out what parts are worth saving. So you just know, and now I just talked for, you know, 10 minutes about uh, Vow <laughs> and, and and how it works and and very little of that actually ended up in the, in the game. It just ended up at small points and it's very hard. You know, should this be a big thing? Should, should could we have a puzzle where you know the player has to play against the wow somehow? Is it possible to construct such a uh, puzzle? And 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 you know, it's 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 very hard to figure out um, what parts that are interesting, the interesting parts of it all. What, which one of these can we make playable? Which one are, are worth uh, focusing on? And that was a sort of a, a really big thing during the production. Yeah, one thing about the WoW in general, I just appreciated that it didn't kind of, it wasn't presented like in a lot of other media, like the Howl or Shodan or Gladys. Well, yeah, question I had. I don't know if this went over my head when I was playing the game. I certainly haven't had the chance to get to that point again. But towards the end, when the you're finding the bodies where the black boxes aren't functional. I'm not. I'm not sure if I ever figured out what happened with that. Oh yeah. So <laughs> again, um, that's something that I sort of wanna wanna put a little bit vague. There's a lot of theories around it. Who did it? Was it Rao? Was it Ross? Was it some something else? And this that got strained um in the system but but it's basically some some sort of overload that just did overloaded the black boxes and uh, and uh, made them explode so uh, um yeah that that's basically then who who caused it i don't want to i don't want to <laughs> talk too much about because that feels uh-huh. like um you know there's so many so, so many excellent theories about it so i'd rather keep it at that than say give a sort of official version of it yeah all right fair enough we talk about the WoW a lot. Now, what was the WoW's thought process when making these individual different monsters? Was it, like you said earlier, paperclips? It's it all these people, and it just said, okay, I'm going to turn them into paperclips. But they seem to have different attributes. What possibly informed those things? Yes, so, so, so again, that's, uh, again, obviously, the, the boring answer is that <laughs> what informed them is that, is that we, we, we wanted to have monsters that, that worked in a certain way. <laughs> that's that's sort of boring, boring answer. So, so, but, 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 but if you want to go at it, they all, all have some, some, some sort of sense to them, um, why they are like that. But, you know, the, the, the wow is testing around what works and what's not. And I mean, mm-hmm. it can't simulate how how it's gonna work, but um, one thing it doesn't do is that if it if it puts someone 
it, it doesn't kill anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so I mean, if it if it happens to make, or it doesn't really, or, or you could see that it doesn't understand why it should uh, it should, should kill a failed experiment. I mean, if it does a human and it and it doesn't work, so you know. Um, then whatever, I'm, I'm gonna try something else. Simon was was one of the later things that he tried. Um, so, uh, so, so the earlier ones are, are bound to be, you know, a little bit slightly less perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's that simple, really. I mean, if if you if you'd had a, uh, if you, if you want to go about uh, creating stuff, you know, you you have to you have to you have to make a few tries before perfecting it. <laughs> yeah, the poor. Uh... The poor submarine guy <laughs> just wakes up and he's like, "I'm a submarine." And he freaks out. That was yeah. That was a fun moment. <laughs> <laughs> I was also liked um, going back to Ross. I was really interested in his in his transformation because while he was he was still fully conscious, he knew what his form was, but he was way more advanced than the others. It seemed like he was energy focused, even or I, I don't really wasn't really sure because he seems to be he was able to interact with things at electronic digital level, mm-hmm. and he yeah, seemed like could... teleport. Yeah, I could never tell if he had control over how he was phasing in and out or not. Sometimes it seemed intentional, and others not. Yeah, but but he's he's a bit of an uh, interesting character. He's also one of the characters that changed a lot uh, during the design process in order to facilitate a few things. But um, the most the, the sort of thing to to think about when it comes to Ross is that he doesn't you know he doesn't physically teleport. The same with the fleshless chaos. Mm-hmm. He just radiates uh, some a magnetic field that he can mm-hmm. sort of influence stuff around and. And the player's brain is obviously something that can be <laughs> influenced by that. So he just erases himself from the player's vision. Um, this is, this is yeah. well, there, there were a few ideas on doing more with that, having him as a, as more of an enemy that you can face, and you know, yeah, you'd have to be careful because you you never knew if you saw him or not. Um, so you have to to tell for other signs. But uh, we sort of, you know, as with many things else, it just did. We we didn't couldn't get it to fit, so it it had to. The, and didn't have time for everything, so had to do other things instead. So then he just say, um, stay that way. So 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 his why he does the things is not really um, explained. But there is a cool thing that I think no one has picked up upon. That I can sort of spoil here now, mm-hmm. uh, but um, but it's just a super small thing. But um, when the fleshers teleport. Um, um, you can actually see the world being sped up, so you can see that it's actually a time glitch. For instance, you can if, if you, I don't think anyone can, does that, but if you try and throw a physics object um, as, as uh, uh, a flesh or teleport, you're going to see the physics objects just ending up on the ground, so it's just, it, it, the physics object is going to teleport as well. Um, you can see in another place where they teleport in those fishes, and they're in, after uh, the, the flesh has teleported the fishes in a completely different location. So, um, so, so we have these hints on how, but I guess those hints were slightly too subtle <laughs> um, the, on, on how, on how uh, the, the flesh of teleportation works. And then it's the same thing with Ross, basically. Oh, it's really neat. I didn't notice that. Nick, did you notice that? No, no, I didn't <laughs> pick up on that. What about, uh, I'm sorry, we're just sticking to the enemies here, but I thought they were really interesting from a creative standpoint. Uh, there was one, I don't know if that is official name, but it was a woman who was, seems like she was upset. She's huddled to herself, and she seems like, uh, I think Nikki wrote this, that she was struggling to hold on to some humanity because she sounds like she's crying. And she doesn't attack you outright unless you get near her. She lashes out and gets angry. Uh, it was just an interesting character for me. Yeah, this was Mike's question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so, so again, um, we wanted to. 
we we wanted the monsters to uh, to not all come off as there, there's a bunch of different monsters. So so the initial design had that the monsters should be all over the place in terms of how aggressive they were. Some monsters not aggressive at all. Some monsters only aggressive in certain situations, and other monsters you, you know very aggressive. Um, and we wanted to keep the player on their toes in terms of you know how 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 can I how close can I get to this monster and so forth. And she was probably. The the best of a middle round. The other monsters we had problems with because either um, either the, the, the player didn't understand at all that they were that they were, uh, that they could be dangerous and just ran up to them and then got surprised and annoyed that they were attacked by them, um, like these sort of robot uh, the, the, the sort of water w- water vehicle robots um, that, that you meet the, uh, at the very beginning when you're underwater. Um, and uh, and and then so so so, so we had to tweak, or people just you know didn't worry about them at all. So we had had to tweak those a little bit, and uh, and uh, they weren't as uh, as as interesting as as I hoped they they would would end up to. But I think that this woman worked out pretty well in that standpoint. So um, the idea was basically just to have an enemy that that worked fairly different, um, and uh, uh, we. Um, um, just the idea was that uh, she she she's she's not like aggressive at you because she wants to eat your face. She's she's annoyed because you you're like intruding on her space, this sort of thing. So uh, so, so there was more of that. You know, you're making noises. You know, leave me alone. She says she says stuff like that. So uh, uh, so, so so that was more of uh, of the idea with her. Yeah, I thought it was just. I couldn't figure out any sort of a uh, obvious mechanic with her. Yeah. <laughs> so sadly, I also don't think I made out any of the dialogue that she had either. Oh, yeah. Then you're missing. But but yeah, she she's she says keep back. That's also another sort oh. of interesting yes uh, thing. And and because if you distort the voices too much, you don't hear what they say, but if you don't distort them enough, they're not going to sound spooky. So yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a very hard uh, interface problem, actually, with, with dealing with monsters for that, because a lot of AI, um, especially the, 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 uh, uh, the, a lot of AI in games, for instance, a good example is from Fear, and, and the first Half-Life comes from the characters actually saying something. If the players, if, 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 if uh, an enemy character says, Oh, I'm gonna flank and grenade and incoming and cover me. You know, then they sound smart because you can you can you hear that and you you look at their behavior and you go, oh, you know, they're they're trying to flank me. Oh, they react to me throwing a grenade. Whereas if if they don't scream stuff like that and just do their thing, you're not gonna notice that they're actually doing smart things to you <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So, so 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 it's pretty vital for AI to be able to do that. But we've we've we tried it before with some other characters where it had a pretty you know, a more clear voice and it just sounded awful. So so we had to had to make sure that we distorted it quite a bit in order to 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 to, to get the right feel for it, and um, you know that's that's how it ended up. But uh, there are a few tactics. There's tons of tactics, really. You could just run in if you're fast enough. You're running and grab before she has time to react, um, and you can also the the, the 
tactic that we tried to make players do is that you just slowly creep up on her because if you if you take a few steps she's gonna react and then she's gonna come down you can take another few steps and then she's gonna react and the, and then you get closer you get the um the more she reacts and, uh, and to your steps and sounds that you make so it gets hard you have to sneak uh, more increasingly careful the closer you get to her so so that was the sort of uh, idea of uh, how the player would react when near to her. Oh. I was just going to ask how, uh, what was the thought between having the little chase sequence with her at the end of that? What you thought? Oh, it, it was just uh, <laughs> it, um, 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 a way to uh, a way to spice spice things up. So there's no <laughs> yeah, no more no more than that really. All so. Right. Uh-huh. There were two camps and like reviewers and uh, fan and the fan base saying that some would have preferred actually less uh, enemy interaction, more just narrative stuff, just walking mm-hmm. around figuring this stuff out. I saw you talked about that a little bit in the post-release blog post on the Frictional Games blog. Yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, uh, problem that that we had on. We we I think a lot of it comes from um, us. We, we did we did a bunch of tests um, earlier, like at L- Alpha, no, no, mm-hmm. Beta, and, and we got we, we got feedback from that. And, we, and some people were annoyed, but most people just didn't feel that the monsters were frightening enough. So so so, so we we sort of increased the aggressiveness on them and we didn't properly test it and 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 for some people um that sort of took them over uh this is the edge but 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 it's it's not just the sort of hardness of them that i think is a problem um i thought about it a lot because um it, it i i didn't anticipate that big of a backlash mm. on the monsters because i i felt myself that i was pretty happy with with how the ai turned out um but the, the problem, I think, is that, it, or there's actually a bunch of problems. So, so, so I can just listen. So one problem is that people, since we released Amnesia, people have gotten really used to um, high, um, running away and hiding, and sort of know some of the tricks that you can use. So it's not that scary anymore. And you know, just sitting looking into a wall um, as as a, a minute of gameplay was sort of cool in, in Amnesia, but but now five years later, um, most people are like, you know, I've done this a few times. It's not that interesting anymore. So um, we had sort of more pressure on on doing stuff and, and the stuff that we did, whereas it, it I don't feel it was, it was whereas it was very similar um, to to what was in Amnesia, and people thought it was a lot worse just because you know time has passed and people get used to things. So, so that that was one thing that we sort of thought. Um, another thing is that one of the design issues to, uh, or design approaches that we we did uh, for enemies was to make them not completely knowable, be very uh, be very fuzzy about what state you're in, be very fuzzy about what exactly are they reacting to now, and then let the player figure that out. And the hope was that the players should constantly, when they meet the new monsters, should co- constantly think, oh, yeah, yeah, how, how, how is this going to work? How is this going to react? And, uh, and, and so forth, you know, build up uh, a sort of mental, uh, uh, mental model of how they think the, the monster works. But, um, and, and then and then use that in order to to overcome them. But uh, what happened instead with a lot of people was that um, they didn't get 
the right <laughs> mental model. They never got it, and then they got just frustrated because they couldn't really figure it out, and because the monster behavior constantly changed. If they had some working plan for the for the last monster, it wouldn't work for um, the next one, and it got a little uh, jumbled up. And I think another thing that I um, um, that I now recently I've been starting thinking about is that one thing that we lack in our monsters that we had m- more of in, uh, in in Amnesia is some sort of planning. So because the monsters are a bit more random and a bit more harder to figure out in Soma, it's much harder to make plans. So you're often in a very reactive mode, whereas in in, in Amnesia you can more because you have the darkness the darkness and sanity mechanic you can more plot a path where you want to go and and you can sort of oh you know i'm going to look at the enemy a little bit now and then i can see my sanity goes down just a little bit and then i'm going to hide so so there's a lot more interesting choices whereas in soma it was many of the um, enemies boil down to especially if you didn't figure out the um, how they worked properly just sitting in a corner and hoping they, they will go away um, and that was not an anticipated behavior and they got a little bit too clingy <laughs> when players did that so, so the idea was that you were going to figure out with the flashes oh you know they, 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 if, if I look at them they won't hurt me and you're going to try and traverse the, the level without looking at them you're just moving slowly and not looking at them and same with the puppets that we were going to, oh, they, they only react to sounds. So you could sneak past them by, by crouching and being careful. And, and, and uh, it's, uh, if you do that, you, you can pretty easily outwit them. But, you know, if you didn't understand how, how to work, then we failed to convey that for a big mm. percentage of the players. It instead turned out very frustrating for them. Yeah, I personally didn't pick up on the uh, creatures that were blind. So that second <laughs> took me much longer than it than was necessary um yeah for uh one of our closing questions i just wanted to bring up the the swapper and the telos principle Mm -hmm. two games that share very similar themes to soma Mm -hmm. and uh that they're written by the writer of the penumbra trilogy that you guys did which i thought was really interesting and uh just wanted to ask about your thoughts on how those games like portrayed their story and if they did justice yeah to them um, so, so, so i i like uh, them both pretty much uh, talos i couldn't get too far because like, i i I'm, I'm not that big on just sol- solving abstract puzzles but i got through all of the uh, swapper which is good but i usually don't do that with the uh, puzzle games so, so i like it quite a bit um where I think that they differentiate um, from what we uh, um, what we do in, uh, in in Soma is that there they have lots of the same lots of subject or thematic overlap, um, but it's not um, it's not something that's at the forefront of the game as as, as I think we, we we were we were able to do. It was a much more focus on us. For instance, in Swapper, um, when I swap bodies. I can't think uh, seriously on that I'm actually doing copies of myself because, you know, they're walking according to my command. You know, if there were copies at me, they would be like, be pissed. And, you know, they're, they're, they're not going to follow that guy. So, so, <laughs> so, so, so for my, me, there's a sort of, 
the, the thematic things that, you know that they spoke about in notes and so on had little bearing on the game for me because I couldn't take uh, w- what happened on screen with what we talked about seriously. There was a, the, the thematic overlap was nice in a sort of aesthetic fashion, um, and it very worked very well. And I think the, the game was nice for it, but but sort of from a um, from a storytelling standpoint, I didn't I didn't feel that it worked. And 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 the Telus principle, while it has it's very consistent what you're doing about the story. It's still about, I mean, I'm not thinking about consciousness when I'm solving puzzles. <laughs> um, I'm, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not immersed in that sort of situation. Um, so, so when doing Soma, our, one of our major things was that the talk about consciousness and stuff like that, it shouldn't come from, you know, a written document that explains what you should be feeling or to professors sitting down and having a long philosophical discussions on, 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 on the themes. Um, it, it should be of something that, that emerges naturally from just playing the game. Um, and, and that was much more, I think, of uh, uh, our sort of approach in Soma than what you had in Telestris and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, then also, on, on the other hand, I think that for some people, I think that they got the themes better in the other games than, than in Soma because mm. they didn't catch on on things, didn't, you know, agree to certain things perhaps th- that are in the game. You know, it's always different for everyone else. But, but you know, Soma is more of, uh, you know, that, that's how I felt we, we should explore that subject. That's how we as a studio wanted to explore that subject. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and just one more thing going off of that. Just the end of the swapy, I uh, felt the ending, the had an unnecessary button prompt that could have easily been handled with the game's standard controls. And I felt like that really threw me out of the whole ending, which I would have really loved otherwise. And it's one thing I appreciated in uh, Soma, like all of those interactions like that just use the standard controls and mechanics that you're already comfortable with. Yeah, similar Did, to uh, Spec Ops Line. Yes, yeah, so, 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 so again, yeah, yeah, Spec Ops Line is a great example. It was a good uh, inspiration for for Soma as well, because the the choices feel a lot more fluent and analog, and, and you know, um, a part of the storytelling when you're do or part of the play experience, I should say, perhaps um, when you're actually doing them with play mechanics than just you know, um, having a button prompt, and and you know, because a good thing with not having a sort of you know choice between yes or no is that you're never sure that you know the full extent of what your choices could be um mm-hmm. there's always uh, um th- there's always the possibility that you're, you're you're missing out on something which is the case for for some choices at least in in spec of the line for instance when you're surrounded by a crowd there you can shoot in the air you don't have to shoot at the civilians but i know that um i've read that some some people didn't you know get that that choice was open for them and i really love that that feels like a more interesting choice to me especially when it comes from a um gameplay angle um to okay. do that sort of stuff um, and that's what we wanted to do with Soma. On the other hand, though, as I, as I said, it, it can be also that um, if you don't do that choice, and I think that Swapper has a, has has that that issue, um, but we also had it. But um, that if you do not take the storytelling like the gameplay absolutely serious that's not going to be an interesting choice for you at least uh, as um if you played it like like i felt uh, during the game um then then because that's just another puzzle but if you if you take it out of the normal experience then you know okay this is a 
um, this is a scenario where you have to care a bit. And and I think that's actually a bit of a, a problem when designing games with us. It's an interesting design challenge is that you need to constantly remind the player to not evaluate their choices or not base their choices around the mechanics of the game or systems that underline the game, but but on the sort of, you know, story stuff. You know, this is an actual human here. And 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 considering all that you in normal life think of a, a of a real human being, how is your choice then? And right. you, you, I think you constantly have to remind players about that. And and that's also why one of the reasons why uh, Simon talks in Soma because if he's just silent, um, players wouldn't react as strongly to the different situations that he's put in because he gives he gives the players a sort of catalyst on what they should be feeling, and mm. um, which is another sort of interesting side thing though but but slightly connected is that i've heard from some some reviewers um, or some other players thinking oh you know the discussions weren't deep enough and stuff like that and while i can agree to certain certain uh, to a certain degree uh, i can agree um that we could have added a little bit more depth that wasn't really the purpose on it the purpose was to to get um to, to you know act as a catalyst for the players starting thinking themselves this is this is not Simon is not meant to to give a sort of lecture on the problems that you face when playing soma he's just there to react in a mm-hmm. way that Simon does to to all of this he's he's not meant to have um certain insights you know someone said you know it's it's like um some 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 uh, some university students uh, are, uh, getting together after seeing the matrix but I mean that's that's how it is. That's that's Simon's character. It would it would be more out of place if he started talking a bit to you know a very dry and philosophical manner about it. So so he's just there to push you like like over starts to so you get the sort of proper emotional connecting and then get your thinking started and you have to do a lot of the groundwork uh, on your own and that, that was the that was the whole purpose of the game you should think about it that's going through it and looking at the game through your own eyes um and then that's sort of where i think that you get the best sort of experience from soma yeah i think you guys accomplished that wonderfully uh so yeah we should wrap up now thank you so much for joining us um your contributions to survival horror as a horror gaming site. We've loved many of the things you guys have made. Thank you. Uh, we hope to see what's next if it's horror based. We'll get a we'll jump on either way. Nick, do you have anything else to say? No, no. All right, so thank uh, you, Thomas, for being here. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, nice talking to you guys.